0: The UFC Ultimate Faithful Catholics. We're your spiritual fitness trainers. We are here to help you love God, save souls, and slay error. Our program is not right versus left, it is right versus wrong. And we are here to help you stand up, stand up, stand up for Jesus.
1: Terry, I'm on duty with I'm you. on duty right here. Jess is right in home co- Port, headquarters. headquarters here, right next to my studio, and it's great to have him. He'll be going back. He did a parish mission out at Holy Innocence on spiritual warfare. A lot of our monthly donors are going to get a lot of what Jesse had to say there, and I'm I'm glad that you're going to do that. If you're a $25 a month donor, we send all kinds of good things to you to help build up your faith. Amen. Jesse, today, wow, the uh, <laughs> this is this kind of made me laugh in, in one sense, and the reason I'm laughing is because we've been talking about this major problem in our culture about COVID-19 and all this going on. And we talked about Dr. Anthony. uh, You call it Fauci lied. I love that. But anyhow, Fauci. And now that he's retired at the end of last year, it's all coming out that uh, there's a lot of lies that he did. And we have all the documentation on it now. Terry, my wife calls him Fucci. Dr. There you go. But it's Fauci. Fauci. It's Fauci. Fauci. And then we also want to... Talk about a company called BlackRock. It really, like, owns the whole world. And I go, I never heard of BlackRock. What's that? Well, stay tuned. You're going to find out what I found out just recently. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the future priests in America. What, Who are they? And it's really encouraging. Because if you notice the format Jess and I use, problem, solution. Yeah. Talk about the problems of the culture, the solutions. It's always Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, there's,
0: there's always a—we a, a, always end with a solution story, a good
1: news story. And, and Jesse, I want to just— give a comment here we got we call it the need to know file and um, people like this like, they keep telling me yeah what do you need to know because we you know they're busy i i wanted to say there's an italian priest who was suspended okay for what was it sexual abuse some kind of no criticizing the errors of a Morris Letitia, in his new book and just and here's the point the priest was uh, Taken away his faculties. He can no longer hear confession, say mass. They're invoking a canon called Canon 1371, which states that a priest who is in persistent disobedience after a warning may be punished. But here's my question, Jess. The bishops and priests and even the Holy Father made promises, and I keep repeating this. One of the promises they made at the altar are you resolved to maintain the deposit of faith entire and incorrupt? As handed down by the apostles and professed by the church everywhere and at all times, not just when you were ordained, all times. Those individuals who are criticizing him from the top, from the Pope to the bishops, I ask him this question Where's your obedience to the Word of God? Mm. Okay? I'm sorry, Jess. People say you can't. You can't judge. I'm not. I'm just asking the question. I'm saying you made a promise. Canon
0: two twelve allows you, allows you to ask the question. Okay, the, the question
1: I'm saying is you're 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 taking this priest's faculties away because he's being obedient to the word of God and the perennial teachings of the church, and the people are doing this are not being faithful to the Word of God, which Vatican II talks about as the highest on the food chain. So I just want to mention that, Jess, that it, I feel for the the priest who, he says, I'm at peace. He says, you know why? Because when I get my exit interview, he didn't say it that way, but he said, when I die, I know that I didn't compromise on the perennial teachings of the church.
0: Terry, we don't, oh, we don't owe blind obedience to anybody. Notice the word I said, blind. The only person we own blind obedience to is to, the, is to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, You can trust them with your eyes closed. That's you, can right. trust them any, you can trust them any day of the year, any minute, any second of the day. Everybody else, yeah. we owe obedience, but we have to use our intellect and rational thought and our faith. Reason. Form. There you go. Yes, faith, faith and go. reason. Let me give you an example. Go ahead. I had an 18-year-old kid call me last week, said, Mr. Romero, I listen to you and Terry all the time yeah. on the radio. And I'm, thank you. I've been listening for years. You guys helped me form my conscience. He says, I just turned 18. My dad told me, uh, he goes, you're 18. Are you a virgin? I said, yes, dad. He goes, okay, we're going to take care of that problem. I'm going to take you over to Hollywood. He says, I'm going to buy you a prostitute, a couple of oh, no. And he said, dad, him and, him, and his, him and his mom practice the faith. The dad doesn't. He's a deadbeat. He stays home and watches Gilgan's Island reruns on, on weekends and drinks beer. <clears throat> the dad goes, you're coming with me. He goes, no, I'm not, dad. And, uh, wow. and and the, and he pushed back. He was 18. He said, God love him. "Dad, I'm not going with you. I'm sorry. I'll listen to you. You want me to mow the lawn? You want me to wash your car? You want me to go to the groceries? You got, I'll listen to you, Dad. I want, you want me to make your bed, vacuum? That's huts, sin. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to go with you and, and 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 sleep with the prostitute because you're telling me to do so. That's wrong, Dad. That's wrong. And so that's a perfect example, Terry. Yeah. This 18 year old kid it. because he listened. Well, probably our show and others. He listens to our show and other Catholic sure. shows. His him. conscience is well formed. He pushed back against." An unjust uh, direction against an unjust order. His dad, who has spiritual authority and natural authority over him, he lives of at the house. But he was giving him something that was fundamentally wrong. It's a mortal sin. Poison. This kid pulled the Acts
1: five twenty nine. I would rather obey God rather than man, as Peter told the Sanhedrin. Awesome. What a God. What a, God bless that young man. Hey, hey, Jess. Another good to know file. Montana becomes the latest state to ban transgender drugs and surgery. It seems like more states are waking up more and more. I mean, I don't know how many more, over a half a million young people have had these surgeries, and it's been a disaster for them. And it's just nice to hear that that's going on. I got one more good-to-know file, and I want to turn it to you, Jess. Bishop Thomas Tobin, outspoken and courageous defender of the faith, retires at the age of 75. Thank you for your service. Jesse, yes. he's he was constantly calling out Catholics who support abortion, LGBT ide- ideology. He was defending devotion to the Trinitine Mass. The guy was on the right side of everything, and he, and he was willing to take the heat for it, Jess. So I want to thank him. Here's the interesting thing. The day he turned 75, that was the day the Holy See took his bishopry away and said, You're done. My point to you is if you're a liberal bishop in the church today, you go a year or two or three after your retirement age. I I never said anything was going to be fair, Jesse, on this planet. It all comes out at the end, but I just want to thank you publicly, Bishop Thomas Tobin, for being an outspoken bishop. And I'll tell you why, Jesse. The feast day today is St. Athanasius. And during that 4th century, many bishops... Either were heretics, yes, for Arianism, or they just wanted to be quiet, 75, 80% of the bishops. And I say this, Jesse, because today, very few bishops like, David, like Bishop Thomas Tobin and Bishop Strickland and others, there's a handful of them who are willing to speak the truth and pay the price for speaking out against liberalism in the church. And I thank, again, Bishop Thomas. Uh, uh, Thomas Tobin for his service in the church we can always count on him speaking up when there was error going on in the culture
0: yes uh, I've been all over his diocese uh, when I go to parishes out in, in his diocese the pastor says oh Bishop Tobin knows you're here he's happy but he got a big smile on his face because he knows you're doing a parish mission out here so yeah. I've been all over his, uh, his diocese Terry uh, just want to mention, mention that the Catholic uh, not only the ca- modernists in Scott Hahn that's why he started St. Paul's Institute yeah the center, because sure. the Catholic left has tried to destroy scripture, uh, the the inerrancy of scripture. Yeah, but they're not the only ones that have contempt for scripture. The Satanists have contempt for scripture. The, oh, fir- the first day at the temple of Satan in Boston, Massachusetts, on Friday, when, yep. when they opened Friday. their conference, yep. they took a Bible and they ripped it. Uh, they ripped it in half and shredded the pages. Yep, they put it on video, and they also uh, took an American flag with a blue streak, which is which is, is a military, it's, or, a, it's uh, a it's a law enforcement American yep. flag. They, they ripped the flag on state. Uh, so they also don't they, these satanists here they're like the, they're like democrats uh, and 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 uh, and why do i say that yeah what's the connection well here in in arizona a democrat state representative uh she was it was a female she was caught on camera stealing bibles i saw that and she was hiding them in the refrigerator and and couches in the house members only lounge and then she tried to to, to get out of it with another lie go ahead <laughs> so the point that i'm making terry that uh you know remember when obama was running for president against romney yes they 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 took a vote should we take god out of our party platform and the yays about taking god out of the party platform for the representatives it was overwhelming and so i'm just saying uh
1: the satanists hate the bible It seems like some of these democrats hate the bible can just, i can uh, i add one more to the list yes. abortion yes the devil's love to see abortion in our country. As a matter of fact, one of the exorcists... They call it a sacrament. Sacrament. He says that every time an abortion takes place, a demon gets more power, goes and does more havoc on our culture. And isn't it interesting to know, Jesse, when abortion was legalized, what happened to our country? Mm. It's a connection there. Yeah, connect. Democrat, right? because look at their pl- platform. Uh, They're defending the killing of innocent life.
0: Yep, it's, uh, it's, consi- it's congruent with the Temple of Satan. If you look at their party platform... There's a lot of connections there. Yeah. Uh, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. John chapter 10 and following the feast of the dedication was taking place in Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus walked about in the temple area on the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them. I told you, and you do not believe the works I do in my father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. Uh, This is beautiful. This is one of my favorite verses. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. That's so beautiful. Uh, I almost feel like I'm going to levitate right now. And then it says, My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one can take them out of the father's hand. The Father and I are one. Here we have Trinitarian theology. Mm-hmm. We also have soteriology, the study of salvation. Yes. Again, God knows who are his. God knows his remnant. God knows his elect. And God already, if you want to know if you're predestined for heaven, pray the daily rosary. That's a sign <laughs> that you're
1: predestined to go to heaven. St. Louis de Montfort said that. Yeah. Jess, I want a little bit more commentary because that, that is a great gospel. I want to talk to you a little bit about the issue of, oh my gosh, are we over there? nope, we're still on time. The question about what a shepherd and a sheep, the relationship about their voice. Well, tell you, during the week, earlier during the week, some of the mass readings,
0: it talked about some shepherds. It was calling them hirelings. Yes. The word hirelings in the Bible, which was the readings last week in, in, in the Gospels. A hireling is a shepherd that just works for pay. Yeah. It's just a job to him. Like, oh, okay, a sheep just got eaten by a wolf. Who cares? It's just a job. <laughs> they just want to clock in, exactly. do their eight hours and get out. They don't have a shepherd's heart. A shepherd's heart is somebody who's vigilant, somebody who's watchful, somebody who takes that crozier and and beats the sheep away, the, the wolves away from the sheep, and also uses the crozier to pull in the left, the woke left Catholics, and pull them in back into the fold because Amen. they're outside of their lane. He's trying to bring them back in. And so last week, all week, we had uh, the, the, the the gospel spoke about. True shepherds versus false shepherds. A false shepherd is a shepherd, a a, a true shepherd is a shepherd out of love for God. A hireling is a shepherd because it's a job to him. It's an occupation. He sees himself as a CEO.
1: Now, Jess, uh, yeah, and uh, we'll come back with more. Keep going. Oh, keep going. Okay. I want to just bring the smartest guy into the room then, if that's the commentary. I really wanted you, Jesse, just to comment on that, about the sheep and the and the shepherd. And I apply it also to us. Um, when I hear a shepherd speaking the perennial teachings of the church, you know what I get? What it I get is? energized, Terry. I do too, I man. I get energized. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's a shepherd, and he's calling me to fidelity. Yeah. And you know, Jesse, what you said the other day, about what Father Peter Irving over at Holy Innocence said about your tombstone. I think that mm. bears another. I brought that up in a little talk. Oh, mm. hey, we're going to take a quick break, Jess. And you're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess just gave some good commentary on the Gospel of John. Can I make a recommendation? They call it the Gospel of Love. Mm. Read that entire Gospel. not that long. There's, there's richness in there. It's a, it's a beautiful Gospel. There's gold in them there are hills. Yeah, there you go. Stay with us. We got Fulton Sheen when we come back, and much more on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. My brother Jesse is in town at headquarters, and. Glad to have him on board. Jess, I want to bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. So full Sheen ahead here. This statement that he said always touches me uh, because it reminds me that every action is like a blank check. If we can give it all to Jesus, there's tremendous value there. He said this, Every soul in the world has a price tag on it. And since many cannot or will not pay the price themselves— Others must do it for them. There is probably no other way to account for the conversion of some souls than the fact that in this world, as in the next, their parents and relatives and friends interceded to God and won for them the prize of everlasting life. You know, Jess, that just reminds me that we can participate in the salvific work of Christ on a daily basis.
0: Terry that's why a uh, uh, Dr. Scott Hahn in his Salvation Harry series lecture calls our Lord Jesus Christ our kinsman redeemer what does that mean that means that he's the oldest brother of the family of God yep. he's our oldest brother yep. but because he's also God by nature he's the only one that's suitable to save the human race and redeem the human race from our sins absolutely and uh, and so thank you thank you God the Father for thanking for sending us God the Son thank you Jesus amen
1: all right, Jess, what do we got going now? Well, oh, Terry... Uh, our, our friend Fauci, huh? Go here ahead. is proof that <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci, Fauci... yep. ...lied
0: under oath. So Dr. Anthony Fauci's completely fallen out of grace with Americans. He's been exposed as a fraud. And yet I still I see a lot of people that have been psychologically brainwashed here. They're walking around with masks. And I got to go get the jab still rolling up their sleeve. Oh I got to go gosh. get my Brewster. You know, stay away from me. It, there's still this this mental psychosis that, that Fauci's unleashed upon America. Yep. But the article says, and here's the undeniable truth that Dr. Anthony Fauci lied under oath. Many Americans were weary of social media censors who were removing messages and adding purported context mm-hmm. whenever any user questioned the dominant class elite's narrative during the height of the COVID-19 outbreak. In other words the new world order the elites the uh the globalists are trying to control not only our words here but they're also trying to control our thoughts now yep the article says but their worst fears came true after Elon Musk bought Twitter isn't this interesting yeah, he's he's a mixed
1: bag you know i don't know what yeah. to think about him but uh he's uh, doing a lot of, he's he's scoring a lot of points for our side terry he has he's he's actually opened up and exposing uh, stuff that would have never been exposed if he didn't buy it yeah twitter would have been it would have been held quiet yeah, no, no.
0: so dr fauci stated under oath that he was disassociated from social media and that he never had got, and that he had never gone involved in any of that throughout that testimony in addition he asserted that if someone paid him to do so he wouldn't know how to act as a tweet uh, he was attempting to imply that he was not a participant in any government-run social media initiatives, you got a comment there. Here's my commentary. You, Go ahead. You don't need to know how to use big, uh, social media. No, you'll just—he's a rich man. You'll just pay somebody to do exactly. That, that's a weak alibi. In my, no, that's in a my, lie my, too. Yeah. So, Musk stunned the world in December 2022 when he made the Twitter files public, revealing the cozy alliance between big tech and big government. This is awesome. <laughs> The data revealed all of the ways in which federal agencies interacted with big tech firms and the enormous power they wielded. Yeah. Following the initial release of the Twitter files, Musk later hinted at a potentially significant announcement. Mm -hmm. Musk shared with his over 130 million followers. That's a big audience. (laughs) He says, quote, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. (laughs) I like that. I, I like his sense of humor, yes. too. Yes. He says many well-known users started to wonder what Musk what Musk's obfuscated tweet was trying to say. Uh, almost five months after that notorious tweet is just now starting to surface. According to fresh information revealed by journalist Paul Thacker, Dr. Fauci was actually involved in the government's social media censorship
1: from the beginning. Terry, we knew this, didn't we? we? We were we were saying that from the very beginning and we were called out for it too. Ah, oh, you guys are overreacting. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah.
0: Uh, you know why, Terry? It's it's just called common sense. Of course. It's it's not that
1: difficult. Yeah. And then it's also, we, we know that man has a fallen nature. And this was all built on fear. Yeah. See, and we weren't fearful. That's why we had our intellect clear, Jesse, because we weren't frightened by the consequences of this so-called, that, um, well. Pandemic we, so blending. Uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, because think about it. The worst thing that can possibly
0: happen, let's just say, all oh, this is true, and yeah. we're going to die. The worst thing that can happen is we die. Oh, hurt me. Mm-hmm. If you d- live and die in a state of grace, guess what? Touchdown.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Game over. You, 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 yeah, you, you, you know, you'll go through purgatory. But if yep. you die in a state of grace, you're on your way to heaven. Yep. Remember what our 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 friend, uh, father, uh, uh, the uh, the the Islamic expert, Brother, um, Zachariah Boutros Father Zachariah Boutros, We got to reconnect with him, Terry. Yeah, of course. Father Zachariah Boutros looked at Muslim terrorists that just cut his brother's head off. <laughs> I know. In a jail cell, at age fourteen. Go and ahead. they look at him and they're going to say, "You're next. next." And he look at. He's a fourteen year old Coptic Christian. Looks at Muslim terrorists. <laughs> With a sword in their hand and, and his brothers uh, on the floor without a head. Yeah. And he looks at them and said, you can't send me anywhere where God is not.
1: Amen. You quoted it exactly. Are
0: you kidding? That's, this is, this is faith. That's what we need. I, that I can't kind of even faith. imagine this. This is apostolic faith. Yeah, exactly. There. This First is, well, century Christianity, yeah. man. And by the way, he took that quote from the fathers because I
1: read it. Exactly. It's from the fathers. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he was steeped in the fathers. The fathers, I remember yeah, asking him
0: about that. He is. He is, yeah. Yep. So, um, Paul Thacker, the journalist, yeah. a former U.S. investigator who is now a journalist for Substack, has discovered evidence on Twitter that suggests Fauci was participating in the U.S. government's online censorship during COVID. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. As my wife says, it all comes out of in the wash (laughs)
1: exactly
0: it all comes out in the wash according to a twitter internal report Dr. Anthony Fauci did an account takeover for uh,
1: at WHCOVID which he denies go ahead and read that section no well I'm just saying uh, a takeover refers to someone who's something taking over an account to make updates to followers from their perspectives I didn't know what an account takeover was the tweet was posted in February of 2021 and stated that Fauci would answer questions for the public. Right? Huh? Yeah. This means that when Fauci stated in a federal court in 2022 that he had disassociated from social media, he was probably lying under oath. Oh my gosh, Terry! You know when I look at Fauci, Fauci, as, yeah. as soon as his
0: lips are moving, guys, he's lying. He's lying to you. As soon as his his lips move, he's lying. And when he's talking relative to COVID-19 or anything, okay? Well, Fauci.
1: Yeah. Jesse, Fauci is a baptized Catholic. That makes it even worse. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Because the Bible does say in Revelation chapter 21 and 22, liars shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's 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 as clear as it can get. the the Bible. Yep.
1: Continue, Jess, on the Institute.
0: The National Institute of Allergy and Mm -hmm. Infectious Diseases, which Dr. Fauci oversaw from 1984 until the end of 2022 good riddance. has it replied to request to request for comment on the most recent disclosure yeah, he's probably hiding out somewhere with there's millions and millions I was just of dollars we rape the country with <laughs> anthony fauci was involved even if he even if he doesn't write the tweets a medical professor at harvard university claimed adding that the most recent evidence is explosive and it seems he lied under oath, Terry. I hope that uh, no surprise. I hope that everything that that uh, the GOP takes the Senate and the White House, because Fauci needs to be prosecuted. He will he will never be prosecuted under the Biden administration. Oh no
1: way! No way! He won't be
0: prosecuted with a majority uh, uh, Democrat Congress. I mean, a Senate, Senate. They they, they and so. If everything turns over in the next lesson, this man will be prosecuted and he will receive his justice in this lifetime. And if he doesn't repent and get right with the Lord Jesus Christ, he will also receive strict justice in the next lifetime.
1: As we all, as we all will, Absolutely. because you know what, what, here's the thing, what you just said about um, our tombstone. Okay. He's going to have a tombstone yeah. and it's going to say when he was born and when he died. And there's a dash between the yeah, two of them. Dash. The dash means everything. Yeah. So, yeah. like, so there you go. That's why life is short and eternity is forever. And what we do today, with that dash and that dash, with that dash, there you go. E- everything's gonna come up before in the, the tribunal of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and you know that's why we do examinations of conscience as Catholics every single day. Why? Because we want to have that dash as good <laughs> as 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 we can. And one way to do it is examine your life, because an unexamined life isn't worth living. Socrates said that. He did. Yeah, yeah. Hey, when we come back, Jesse, the BlackRock Company. Who the
0: heck is BlackRock Company? They, they manage my chair, sheriff's department retirement. Well, for the, LA County, they're,
1: all they're, LA County retirements are under BlackRock. Not only you, Jesse, the, the nurses, everything, fire, department, fire everybody, department, everybody. Yeah, we'll come back and tell you more about that here on okay. the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family.
0: back to terry and jesse show ufc catholic is the ultimate <laughs> faithful catholics hey have you ever heard of blackrock a lot of people haven't heard of that, no yet they own uh, a, a sizable portion of most corporations i want you to hear a two-minute clip of blackrock and then terry and me are going to make yeah. some our own give our your own our own commentary mr engineer can you play the clip
2: there's a good chance you've never heard of blackrock Founded in only 1988, in less than 30 years this American financial firm would grow to become the company that owns the world, managing assets worth 6.3 trillion dollars. These are assets that belong to their clients, mainly the pension funds of ordinary people, teachers, police officers, nurses and many more. And that's just the beginning, BlackRock has also developed a software platform called Aladdin to perform risk analysis for its clients. It receives sensitive data from banks, insurance companies and other important institutions. Through Aladdin, BlackRock has insights about the management of financial assets worth another $20 trillion. BlackRock also has shares and voting rights in many of the biggest European companies, in sectors such as energy, oil and gas, transportation, food and of course finance the company holds public debt in the form of bonds and has real estate interests and still there's more our rock you see wears many hats aside from being an investor it is also an auditor and an advisor governments and central banks invite a BlackRock subsidiary called BlackRock Solutions to audit them and to provide advice about the management and rescue of banks yet at the same time BlackRock is often a major shareholder in these same banks in other words the company often sits on both sides of the table BlackRock Solutions gets privileged access to highly sensitive information, information that could be valuable to BlackRock itself. Does this constitute a conflict of interest? No, says BlackRock, which claims that the company has established Chinese walls between its different subsidiaries. In January 2018, BlackRock's founder and chairman, Larry Fink, sent a letter to all of the CEOs of the companies BlackRock is invested in, asking them to do more than deliver financial performance and make a positive contribution to society. So BlackRock not only owns the world, it also wants to save it.
1: <laughs> Incredible! The, Follow the, the money. The
0: love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Most people have never heard of BlackRock. I heard about them about 20 years ago when I was looking at my uh, sh- my sheriff's retirement. Who, who does LA County invest with? BlackRock. Who does LAPD invest with? LA Fire Department. All mm. nurses, teachers. Wow. BlackRock. They they control the largest chunk of money on planet earth. They're an American financial firm. They invest people's pensions, IRAs, retirement. And as a result of that, they have, uh, they're worth a staggering six. Their assets are worth 6.3 trillion us dollars. That's a figure with 12 zeros.
1: (laughs) 12 zeros. I was wondering how big that was. Yeah.
0: Uh, and here, and if you if you're wondering why BlackRock, if you're wondering why Tucker Carlson is no longer on Fox News, BlackRock owns 15.1 percent percent of the Fox Corporation.
1: That's second. That's in second place, isn't
0: it? Yeah. And growing. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to be owning. They're going to be owning Fox News entirely real soon. Oh yeah. And so, let me just explain to you. BlackRock is the matrix for all the woke left money that pours in to all the woke left causes. Black rock is the matrix. Yeah. Okay. What's a matrix? A matrix, it, it's, it's actually a Latin word, which means the mother plant. Mm-hmm. And the ma- the matrix, the mother plant, the seeds of that matrix produce other little plants. Black rock is the matrix for all the woke liberal, leftist organizations around the world. They control, they, they'll they tell people like the NFL, you've got to do this, you know, don't bow down for the American. They'll tell the NBA, you got to start wearing BLM t-shirts. BlackRock controls all these other smaller corporations, and if you don't play marbles with them, uh,
1: who knows what they can do with your investments, but they control the money, Terry. Yes. That's how it works. Yeah. And Jesse, this is what's shocking in one sense. Uh, the uh, the fact that they have so many um, hands in all kinds of businesses and that they have this kind of influence with the media, it tells you, I think this was years ago, we did a show and we said that like 93% of the media was owned by three or four different organizations.
0: Six, Six billionaires.
1: Six. See that there's something wrong with that. They're bro. probably
0: they're and they're probably employees of BlackRock.
1: Yeah. See, you know? see, this is why diversity right now, in the sense, that the, the we need to you know subsidiarity being practiced here, at the uh, local level. Once things get so big, it's always going to be corrupted.
0: Yep. And Terry, that that on a spiritual, on a theological, eschatological point of view, that that ushers in the reign of the Antichrist. Sure this is does. the perfect soup. Yeah. This is the perfect ingredients to bring in the reign of the Antichrist. There's a picture on this article here. On oh, that picture, I like the. It's, it's got a young little guy. I know. It says how to escape the matrix. Yeah. And there's a young boy. He's got a big sledgehammer, and he's about step to, one. He's about to smash his television. Yeah. The point of that of that meme is that. <coughs> You can't trust no. the mainstream media. That's the point of that cartoon. Yeah, don't I'm even not watch. Telling you to go smash your television. I'm not going to tell you to do that. But what I am telling you is disconnect from the mainstream media. Okay? Yep. And that, that includes Fox News. Okay? Yep. Fox News has been caught. Con- with Tucker gone, there's no reason for any Catholic to watch Fox News. I'll be honest with you. There's a few p- good people left there, but they're going to be dumped. Trust me. Uh, Tucker was number one. The, the There's a few good people left. They're going to be gone in no time. But uh, that meme, Terry, it tells us we need to disconnect from the mainstream media. That's the matrix. Yeah. Because BlackRock owns these people. They own NBC, ABC, CBS. Incredible. They, they, own, they own most of these conglomerates. Incredible. And so as a Catholic, that's why we have to go to what I call underground media. Like Virgin Most Powerful. Yeah. Like church militant
1: like life site like news,
0: LifeSite yeah. news. Yep. like the taylor marshall show yeah like the pat coffin show mm-hmm. the underground media like you know steve bannon war room uh, uh and there's a lot of other good people out there that are going underground tucker's probably going to go underground terry and he's probably going to have a large following oh he will
1: and good for him yeah the internet's gonna uh he, a lot of these people that when they're taken out and actually, I'll, I'll give you the guy, I can't, he was a, oh, what's his name, he was a Mormon. Uh, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. There's an example. Glenn Beck was on regular t- uh, radio. He was on CNN and Fox. CNN and Fox, and then pushed out, he was taken out, but now, both. now he's doing his own, you know, you know uh, media campaign. and um, He's doing well. He's doing very well. And he doesn't have to censor what he says. No. See, the problem is,
0: I'll be honest with you, I'm going to tell the, 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 um, our, our audience, because they're like family to us there's there is no nobody else that I would probably uh work work for and ally myself for other than Terry Barber there's very few people I trust because Terry has known me for thirty years that's right and Terry doesn't censor anything I say nope he's he he started he started recording me in cassette tapes <laughs> then cds uh internet and Terry has never take me outside and say, Jess, you know what? I'm the CEO here. And he is, And you you can't say this. Terry, uh, he says, let the chips fall where they may. As yep. long as you can defend your position yep. and argue it well and, and, and not bring up things that are not factual, Jess, you got free reigns. Terry, and that's why, again, that's why, that's why I'm at Virgin Most Powerful and not at any other apostolate. And I won't mention any names because... It, we can't be censored right now. No.
1: We have a moral obligation, Terry, That's to right. fellow Catholics and others, people of goodwill, to tell the truth. Oh yeah, and again, Jesse, this is something that I don't know who said this. I really don't. But when they said, "Don't be so worried about who's going to be offended when you speak the truth," worry about those who the Pope. Yeah, oh, i it was quoting a middle middle-aged Pope. Okay, middle-aged. So, so he said, "Be worried about those who are going to lose." Uh, for, for, because you didn't, they're going to miss out on the truth if you didn't speak the truth. So we we just have to speak the truth in charity. Yeah, it, it says this, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. And uh, Jesse, I'm going to apply that to us right now in the church. This is Saint, the feast of St. Athanasius, Okay, a defender of the faith. The guy got exiled four times. Why? Because he wouldn't compromise, Jess. And we have to look at these saints... You know, and say I've got to follow them because they had heroic virtue in following Christ, and they didn't just say, "Oh well, you know what? Um, If I don't say anything, nobody will get mad at me. Who cares if we get they get mad at us? Just we've been fired, taken off other networks because we speak the truth. So what? Next? Why next? Ah, because we know the truth. Hey Terry, you uh, uh, our 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 sharp
0: engineers, and I. That's I'm always asking the engineers to wait. What did he say? Our engineers just told us George Soros owns BlackRock.
1: Ah, well, that makes sense, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> Total sense. Unbelievable. I didn't know that, Jess. I just, hey, I'm learning all the time, Terry. And uh, that's why I'm glad we have some smart engineers. Yeah. And I'm always telling them, come on, jump in there. Yeah, I, Rich, come on. We've got a computer mind. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Terry. If, if for some people, yeah, that were wondering, well, Jess, what would you and Terry? What would do you listen to? Yeah. now that you've disconnected from, oh, yeah. the, the I'll tell you what, mainstream media. I do watch sometimes. I do watch Newsmax. Yeah, I like that, that's the only one that I watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I cut my teeth on Epoch Times, yeah, uh, time. Daily Wire, yep. uh the Bannon's War Room. He's a hardcore, serious Catholic. Yeah, uh, Breitbart News, Glenn Beck, uh, Real America's Voice. Those are some of, some of the non-Catholic sources that I use to get. Uh, accurate information on what's going on 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 the culture and around the nation,
1: and I just want to say for me because we're on the air, I do go to the liberal media because I want to know what they're thinking, so I can you know at yeah. least defend the position right, right. and so some of the so you don't don't bother you don't need to listen to the national Catholic distortor I mean reporter because it, it's all about uh dissent, it's all about trying to remake a Catholic church into what they think it is rather than what God's design is. By the way, one of
0: the things about disconnecting from the mainstream media, you're going to open up more hours throughout the day oh, yeah. for you, and you can spend more time on your interior life. That's more important than all than all of this. Really, yeah. is your interior life with Jesus Christ? This is what's absolutely critical, and your prayer life is the soul of your apostolate, and your apostolate is the domestic church. If you're a mother or a father,
2: Harry.
1: our daily our daily duties. That's what Our Lady of Fatima talked about doing our daily duties well and hey, we come back this is good stuff typical new u.s priest he's 33 years old yeah he prays the rosary and he also takes part in eucharistic adoration wow that's good news. stay with us family welcome back to the terry and jesse show to join the conversation call 888-526-2151 now here's terry and jesse
0: here comes the cavalry. Yep, they're coming. Yep, the typical new United States Catholic priest is thirty-three years old. Prays a rosary, and takes part in Eucharistic adoration. The old uh, guard will be out real soon. Oh yeah, the uh, what I what I would call the Woodstock generation. Yeah, they're, they're the baby boomers. Yeah, it? they're on their last leg.
1: They are. And and Jesse, let's just talk about this, because you and I both have had this experience with seminarians. And seminarians who are in the seminary, they've stayed quiet during their formation years because they know if they say things like, I'm just for men's ordination, they wouldn't be ordained. They say things, anything about praying the rosary quietly. I've had so many men tell me that they had to just stay quiet or they would not have gotten ordained. And I say that this is a good approach, and I'll tell you why. Because once they're ordained and they ask the question, I remember here in the LA diocese, what happened to our young guys? They're wearing cassocks. What's going on? They're praying, they're doing all this devotional stuff. How did that happen? And I remember the article in the LA Times and they said, you know why? Because we love it. We love the traditions of the church. We love the beauty of the church. We, we, we We wanna live that. And here's my point, Jess. We're seeing the fruit of that right now. These guys that are being ordained, you see them all over the country when you drive, when you fly around the country. They're like, hey, yes. Jess, keep it up, man. I listened to you when I was in the seminary. I got your tapes All the time. Right? All
0: the time.
1: There you go. And I got that from Scott. Matter of fact, just last weekend, the bishop for the whole United States, for the, for the Melkites, says to me, he says, yeah, I was I was in the seminary. I used to get cassette tapes from St. Joseph Communications. Scott Hahn, Bishop Sheen, I mean, he's like you. You guys help form me, and he's here's a bishop. See, so we're looking on the long term of things, Jesse. It looks good for the Holy Mother Church because where's the church going? Where its leaders take them? Absolutely, Terry. The typical number of the of the priestly ordination
0: class of 2033. Yeah, here's a profile. 2023. Two, two, 2023. Here's a profile. 33 year old, cradle Catholic. Yeah. Um. And, and here's the typical ordinand for 2023. Regularly took part in Eucharistic adoration. Regularly prayed the rosary before entering the seminary. And here's what the survey also says. A disproportionately high number or high percentage of ordinands attended a Catholic elementary school, 43%. Catholic high school, 34%. Or Catholic college, 35%. In addition, a disproportionately high percentage were homeschooled. Yes, eleven percent were homeschooled. Of these priests, that's huge. Yeah, uh, it, 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 being that it's a very small percentage of the country. Exactly. Yeah, typically for eight years, at a time when two percent of U.S. children were educated at home, only two percent were educated at home. Yeah, and yet they get we get eleven percent of the priesthood from two percent of the kids. Incredible. If one assumes that all of the homeschool seminarians came from the United States, then nearly fifteen percent of U.S.-born ordinands were homeschooled. Fifteen percent. Wow. And only two percent of Catholics are homeschooled. Uh, look at some of the other s- surveys' findings, Terry. We'll just do. We'll just leapfrog. I'll, yeah, I'll go ahead, Jess. First one. Here's the first bullet: the typical diocesan ordinand lived in his diocese for
1: sixteen years before entering the seminary. Mm-hmm. Next, Terry. Next one, the typical religious ordained new members of his religious institute for five years before entering the seminary. Next.
0: Next bullet, 64% of ordinands are white, 16% are Latino,
1: 10% are Asian, and 6% are black. Here's an interesting one, 7% are converts to the Catholic faith, with the average age of reception of the church being 22
0: Mm. 33% have a relative who was a priest or religious.
1: Next one, what did, what did St. John Paul II say? The way the family goes is the way the culture goes. 84% of the time, both parents were Catholic. Mm.
0: Here's another pretty good statistic. 4% have served in the U.S. Army. Yeah, that's horses. impressive. 12% had a parent
1: with a military career. And here it is, 66%, two-thirds, regularly prayed the rosary and 75% regularly participated in Eucharistic adoration before entering the seminary. That That's just gold right there because why? You're in front of Jesus Christ. It's quite. This is why I tell everybody, spend time before our Eucharistic Lord. It's, it, the benefits are out of this world. Yeah. Terry, do the next one because guess what happened? Huh. Old... Uh, old pitchfork there just turned off my computer. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yep. please, okay, please, ordinances please shut up. typically begin yeah. to consider the priesthood, okay, at 16. Wow. All right, now that's a young man. Wow. Jesse, this next one, I'm laughing. Hey, that's all right, man. 63% were encouraged by a parish priest to consider a vocation. 44% were encouraged by parishioners. 40% by a friend. And 37% by their mother and 29% by their father. Here's the bottom line. When you see a young man in church, I've done it many times, Jess. Hey, I say, hey, dear. dude, yeah, man, have you ever thought about becoming a priest? You look like you do a great job for the church and serving souls. That's what I say. It, And they, oh, well, yeah, man. I'm well, wait, well, let's talk about it. And so, you know, this is why we have to encourage them. Okay, Jesse, 48% were discouraged by someone from considering a priestly vocation Right? They say, oh, you don't want to be a priest. Come on. You get, you don't you want to get married, man? Have family? 6% were discouraged by a priest. Now, you know, I don't get that, unless the priest is just really a problem priest. 10% were discouraged by their fathers, 10% by their mothers, 21% by other family members, and 21% by a friend. Just, I know that for a fact, because people have told me when they became a priest, their family said, what are you, nuts? Mm, mm. Why would you want to do that? Because they didn't have the faith.
0: Yes. Next one. You got it there, Jeff? Yeah. Oh. My, guess what? My computer just turned on. Good. Wow. <laughs> it, weird. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah. Then uh, 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 or- ordinance on average, have three siblings. 21% have five or more siblings. And 4% have no siblings.
1: Wow. Isn't that interesting? 36% are the oldest children in their family. And 25% are the youngest. Another interesting one. Mm.
0: 58% had earned their undergraduate degree before entering seminary, and 16% had earned a graduate degree.
1: I'll give you an example, Jesse. You just experienced Father Peter Irving over at Holy Innocence, where you gave your, your uh, mission. He had his degree, and then he went into the seminary. Because you know what it was? He could take four years and become a priest.
0: Yeah, knock it off fast. You
1: got it, Jess. You nailed it. 52% took part in in a parish youth group. 27% took part in Catholic campus ministry. And 25% took part in the Boy Scouts. 23% took part in a parish young adult group. 23% took part in the Knights of Columbus or the Knights of St. Peter Claver. Claver, Claver. And 13% in a pro-life group. Wow.
0: 9% took part in the charismatic renewal and 3% took part in Curcio. You notice all these apostolic groups, Knights of Columbus, Mm -hmm. Curcio, charismatic renewal, Mm -hmm. parish young adult group, uh, Knights of Peter Claver, pro-life group. If the, if you get involved with a network of good men and women, yes, they're going to move you in the right direction towards Christ, and 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 gr- good fruit is going to be born out of bringing young people into these apostolic movements.
1: Amen. Well, Father Don Calloway here's a good example. He was at Franciscan University thirty years ago. It says fifteen percent took part at Franciscan University of Steubenville High School Youth Conference. Eleven percent took part in World Youth Day and 8% in Focus, God bless Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, SEEK Conference, and 10% in the National Catholic Youth Conference. 72%
0: had served as altar servers, 51% as readers, 40% as Extraordinary Ministers of Holy Communion, and 33% as Catechists before entering seminary. I just want to say... Uh, I, I, uh, everything else I agree with, but I don't think any layperson, it's my opinion, I don't think any of us is worthy of uh, being an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. And
1: there's no need for it, Jesse. Uh, if you really look at extraordinary, we were at a mass, you and I, the other day, yeah. and uh, there were four extra people giving out Holy Communion. To forty thirty people. Yeah, come on. Yeah. It, it, now, I get it if the Pope comes to
0: Dodger Stadium, exactly. L.A. Coliseum. Right. I, I get that, but not,
1: not ordinary
0: the parish. Yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah. Go ahead, Terry. Forty-nine
1: percent participate in a come see weekend before entering the seminary.
0: Well, wow. Terry, that's good news. The, the the good news is that uh the average priest being ordained is the age of Jesus Christ. Yeah. If that doesn't tell us something, uh you know, to that should give us hope and optimism, yeah. put a smile on our face. Yes. Uh the average Catholic priest that's coming into the church now being ordained a priest has devotion to the rosary. That's a really, really powerful sign. That means they've been called by Our Lady. They also take part in Eucharistic adoration. That means they're Christ-centered. They know that the Eucharist is not a piece of bread. They know it's a source and summit of the Christian life. So all I can say when I read this article, um, I, 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 can, I can, to us older guys, older people in the church, uh, I would just remind you of what uh, Mel Gibson in the movie Braveheart said. To us older people, Hold the, Hold the line. Hold the line. Exactly. You know why? Because the cavalry's coming, today. Yeah, it, it is. And They're on you know, their
1: way. And you know, Jesse, I want to commend the seminary in L.A. because in the 1980s and 90s, it was so bad that if some young man was praying a rosary, uh, they, would, they would consider him not worthy to become a priest. And so they had to have, they called them mama boys. Yeah, and they were ridiculed for praying the rosary or Eucharistic adoration. That has changed, thanks be to God, which Bishop Gomez has made that clear that he's expecting them to pray the rosary, do Eucharistic adoration. And I just want to say, it's not perfect, don't get me wrong. There's still lots of problems in the formation for the seminaries, but it's, it's gotten a lot better, and we're going to feel that effect. And not only us, we'll be gone. But think about all the years of the service of a priest. But our, our grandchildren are going to be experiencing benefits from these young guys.
0: Yeah, remember, every one of us had a, has a day we were born, yep. and there's a day that we're going to die. Yep. That will be fact. put on our tombstone or your grave marker. That's a fact. And in between those two days, there will be a dash. Amen, that brother. That dash, I hope and pray that that dash says state of grace. Died in a state of grace. <laughs> if that dash... Says died in a state of mortal All sin. No good, brother. Not good. Global warming. Yep. Elevator's gonna go down. If that dash indicates state of grace, guess what? You're going to the Catholic party in heaven. And ain't, as Father Stan Fortuna says, ain't no party like a Catholic party. <laughs> well said. Guess what state should we be living in, brother? State of grace. Make sure that dash <laughs> is, it says state of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying. Know your faith.
1: Share your faith and live your faith. And don't forget, Our Lady said, souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray for them and make sacrifice. Let's do it. On two, ready? God bless you, folks. David, we'll be back again tomorrow. Same time. Same time.